Hello and welcome to episode four of Vides Fitness Podcast. I'm your host, Ollie. I am co-founder and personal trainer at Vide Fitness. And today I thought I'd kick the podcast off with a little story and go into some background of my personal training experience and also Ben, who is um, a partner in the business and where we got the name Vide Fitness from. So myself and Ben have been best friends since nursery so probably since we were about three so 13 years we've been best friends and we have always competed in sport together so we were on the football team together we did you know cross-country athletics uh, swimming so we've always both been quite sporty we've sort of always been next to each other when we've done sport and um, I actually went down the science route with in terms of education so I studied sciences and maths at college and then went on to study physics at university and Ben did went down the product design route so he went into doing a uh, an apprenticeship with that and then we both had uh, complete career changes now I worked as a lifeguard and so did Ben and swimming teachers um, for like local council facilities and we both then started going to the gym sort of alongside the sport that we were doing and then working at those facilities obviously we we got access to the gyms and we got interested in you know lifting weights and working out and growing muscles getting stronger and things like that and we trained together for like a decade you know on and off um so our passion for the fitness industry came first and foremost from our own passions in fitness and then through working in the fitness industry um, I then went full-time into the fitness industry and Ben a little bit later on decided that he wasn't that you know didn't want to do what he was doing and then decided to come full-time into the fitness industry as well and that's the time when we both did our personal training qualifications Um, so we did those a little bit later on not straight out of college um, like I say I, I studied physics at university and then worked in the fitness industry for a little while before I actually did my personal training qualifications and Ben, ben worked in a completely different industry before deciding that actually the fitness industry was what he wanted to do and then he did his qualifications as well and we decided that we would set up a joint venture within the sort of personal training and fitness industry and we wanted a name that was quite sort of easily rememberable um, and we we sort of decided that we wanted a one syllable word and then obviously fitness would then be this, the second side of that and we wanted to allow this word to become different um, sort of business ventures if we were to go into different areas so we didn't want something that had um, you know like an, a, a definitively just fitness term and we wanted a memorable one-word answer um, along the lines of Nike, which was where we sort of came up with the sound that we wanted. So then we spent ages looking at different words, um, you know, that we thought sounded good along the, those sort of lines, and wrote them all down. Decided what we, you know, both preferred, and then we would search them and search companies to see if there's any that are already called that, and etc. And we sort of reached a dead end with it. We couldn't think of anything that we liked that. Um, you know, hadn't already been taken for that purpose. So we ended up um, putting the parameters into like a random word generator um, that we wanted, you know, that the I syllable, uh, syllable, 
yeah, the um, the I vowel, and we wanted one syllable word, and we put those parameters in, and we sort of kept clicking until we came up with this word vide. And we we both said, yeah, you know, I quite like the sound of that. It's easily rememberable, um, and we don't know of anything that's already called that. So we searched up the word vide, um, and it turns out that the word vide in Latin means to uh, refer to or to consult. So we thought, oh, well, that's great, because then we're essentially calling ourselves fitness consultants, and it's the one word, you know, the one, uh, yeah, the one word, one syllable with the right sort of sound, and it means to consult. So that's like great. So we searched that, and then we found that there are no sort of personal training fitness related companies uh, in the the country that are called Vide. So we thought, absolutely great, um, and we, you know, trademarked that name and settled the company. And then, yeah, obviously the rest is is the the fitness stuff that we do and the online coaching and the personal training from there but that's where the name vide came from it is not vidi as a lot of people seem to think from reading it it is vide fitness uh, but just a, a nice little story to kick that off in case you were interested in any of the background behind the name now the actual topic of this podcast i would like to go into is why i don't think counting calories on apps like my fitness pal is the best sustainable way of sort of people living their lives with a good diet um, and I'll, I'll try and expand on that a little bit more now there's nothing wrong with counting calories and I think it can be an absolutely great way of making sure that you're getting what you need and that you've got a good balanced diet and that you're not overeating you know maintaining your body weight and your health that's absolutely great but having to record and think about every little nutrient that's in every mouthful of food that you have I think is a lot more work than you should have to do unless you are a professional athlete or a professional fitness model of, of any kind where the absolute details really really matter we should be able to have a pretty decent diet that's calorie controlled that allows variety and is sustainable without having to treat food as data and every single thing that you put in your mouth you need to know the chemical constituents of and and I just don't think that's particularly healthy long-term solution for most people having said that um, most of our clients when they first sign up we get them to calorie count and we get them to use apps like my fitness pal but the reason for that is that most people come to us and they say right I can't lose any weight I'm in a bad position and they don't quite know exactly what it is that they're doing wrong. Now, calorie counting is a great way to show people, right, this is what you're eating at the moment, and this is why it's not going well for you. And as soon as you've shown people that, and then you've made changes that allow them to um, to manage it properly, and they're then aware of that they're eating something that's better, they're making better choices, I think at that point, then weaning them off that need to write things down in order to know that they're doing it right is probably something that we could do with doing for most people long term now i would consider my fitness goals pretty extreme you know i want to make my muscles within natural limits as big as possible i like to be on the leaner side but still stay healthy um and I push myself as hard as I can to be as strong and as big and as whatever as I can in the gym. Now, that's quite extreme because most people just want sort of a decent, healthy body. They want to be fit. Uh, they want to have good energy levels and things like that. 
And I think for those people, they shouldn't have to need um, the calorie counting uh, on a daily basis as a long-term solution. I calorie count sometimes, but more often than not, I don't need to. And the reason for that is that, number one, first and foremost, obviously I'm a personal trainer. I do a lot of exercise. I like working out. I have time to work out. I do a lot of things that take up energy. So for me, I have to work quite hard to overeat. So that's maybe a luxury from my point of view. But I know that the amount that I'm hungry matches up pretty well with the calorie requirements that I have. So if I were to just not worry and just eat foods when I'm hungry, I don't tend to put on any weight. Now, if I'm in a phase where I want to then lower my body fat for whatever reason, or I want to put on as much muscle as possible, then what I have to do is have to be conscious of eating slightly less than I would normally want or making sure that I eat more than I would normally want. So what I tend to do is in those phases, I gradually, I start by like logging everything that I do to make sure that I'm getting the right numbers. But then I've quite a small selection of different meals that I'll eat. So maybe I'll have like 10 different meals that I really like that sort of are, you know, high in protein and not bad choices, things like that. And I'll just rotate those meals depending on what I fancy. Now, once I've logged for like four weeks, I know the calorie, you know, content of every single one of those 10 meals. So in my head, I can just very quickly like, yeah, yeah, that'll that'll be all right. That'll be all right. That'll be all right. And I know that I'm roughly within a couple of hundred calories of my target for the end of the day. And once I can do that consistently, there's no point in me wasting the energy putting every single gram of food into my fitness pal or even weighing every single gram of food out because as long as it pretty much looks the same as the first time when you weighed it and you knew what was in it, you're not going to be too far off and sometimes you'll overestimate, sometimes you'll underestimate but it'll pretty much balance out. So once you've got the ability to eyeball what's in your foods and you've got an awareness of what's in your foods and the amount of protein that you eat in per meal or what's in certain different meals and just rotate those meals and have an awareness of what's in each meal. I don't see a reason for most people unless you really got specific goals to have to weigh out every gram of everything that you eat in in a long-term situation. So I do think it's a very useful tool and I use it for most clients but only to start off and to get them aware and to get them in the right direction and I think once clients are aware, they know what they're eating, and they could tell me, yeah, there's about 500 calories in the lasagna that I normally eat. Well, as soon as they know that there's about 500 calories in the lasagna that they eat and the portion size that they have, why do they need to weigh the food out and write every single gram down? You know, building that awareness behind what's in the different things that you eat is great, and I think people could do with learning that. But I think once they've got that awareness and they know what's in the different things that they eat and they know that they're eating the right number of calories, the weight loss is going well, try and do it less. Try and, you know, can I go for a week without logging anything on my fitness pal? Have a look at the weight, you know, how your weight changes. And then if, if it goes up a bit, you know, think, right, why why do you think was that? And then log it a bit again and just try and wean yourself off that. I think for most people, that's the best way because then it puts the confidence in yourself to make your own choices about whether you think that's you know appropriate to eat or not not to have to consult a database of chemicals and protein and calories that are in the food that you eat in order to make the choice whether to eat it or not 
So it's just food for thought. And obviously people will have different opinions. I think this potentially is a controversial opinion. Um, but I think anybody who has the idea that there is only one way for you to diet, whether that's to do a ketogenic diet or to you know, cut out fats or whether that's to do Slimming World or Weight Watchers or whether you have to calorie count. I think anybody who has one idea about what's an appropriate diet for everybody, they're just as bad as each other. I think it's individually dependent and I think what you need to do is work with somebody in order to figure out why they were overeating, how to stop them to overeating in a way that was sustainable for them and then gradually make that a lifestyle change that they can sustain and I think that's the right answer and the right answer what that looks like is absolutely different for everyone so I think I'll wrap it up there um, coming up just a bit close to 15 minutes and I like to keep these quite short again thank you very much for tuning in if you're still watching now we will be back next week with another podcast if you've got any ideas of different topics you'd like me to talk about messages on social media it's at vi fitness on pretty much everything and until next week cheers and goodbye